Hey, fam. It's your boy Debo here, broadcasting from Angleberg, Switzerland, what seems like an incredible place. We're just arriving, but we are here for a dear friend's wedding this coming weekend, and I am so pumped to get out and explore some of the trails tomorrow. Of course, I've been traveling for the last couple of weeks, so we're doing something new on the podcast today. Rather than a typical episode of the show, we are sharing episode three of the Rest Day podcast here in the main pod feed. Rest Day is our newest audio experience for Free Trail Pro members that we're doing every Monday. It's still new, and I'm sure the format will evolve over time, but the idea is to have informal conversations about news happening in the sports and the races happening over the weekend while also incorporating some casual discussion about life and training and also have a place to celebrate some of the amazing accomplishments from the free trail community katie asmith has been my co-host on this new podcast and this week we talk about my race at ultra pyreneu last weekend the incredible returns of miguel harass and Nuria picus the recently announced selections for the U.S. mountain running teams heading to the World Championships in Thailand next month. And then we finish by giving some sh shout outs to other free trailers out there crushing it. It's kind of like sports talk radio for trail running. So hope you enjoy it. If you do, I would encourage you to go join Free Trail Pro the global community of passionate trail runners around the world. In addition to the rest day pod, you also get access to the digital Slack community, which has been an absolute phenomenon, such a fun place to banter and connect with other trail runners. You get access to our office hour zoom calls that we do every Wednesday at 1130 AM PST. We talk a little bit about the new free trail FEMS women's only uh, office hours that we're doing and a lot more to learn more. Uh, please do go visit freetrail.com. Click the button at the top right that says join a free trail pro. I also put a link here in the show notes. We do have a 30 day free trial. So go give it a try. See if it's for you. We would love to have you on board and be part of your journey in this wonderful sport. We will be back with a regularly scheduled interview with Run Rabbit Run champion Rich Lockwood in a few days. But for now, please enjoy episode three of the Rest Day podcast with me and Katie Asmith. Let's just, let's just jump into it. This will be more fun, more organic. And I don't know, I know you wanted to talk about the uh, U.S. trail team that's going to be assembling in Thailand, so we can talk about that also. But yeah, I don't know if there's any other news of the day. I'm still kind of getting caught up on what else is happening in trail and ultra running over the I course bet. of the last five to seven days. So maybe you can fill me in. But first of all, how are you? It looked like you and the fam had a good little weekend out in the back country doing some leaf peeping. Yeah. It was funny coming back to Slack and everybody has been like following you nonstop. And I'm like, shoot, I didn't, I need to catch up because I didn't have <laughs> any service for the weekend. And it was glorious. We just pieced out and it's like, you know, only 20 minutes from my house. So it's just nice. <laughs> so what'd I you guys it. do? You we and the boys camped. just go. Yeah, we camped. Yeah. Um, we played games. We played in the lake. We went fishing, you know, just we're together as a family. I brought a book that we um, helped the kids identify plants, you know, in the Sierra. So mm -hmm. that was a huge hit. So not as extravagant as your <laughs> weekend. <laughs> so well, speaking of identifying plants, there was sort of like a 
mushroom festival happening in the Pyrenees too. So not only was there a world-class, a phenomenal ultramarathon that I'll tell you all about in Ultra Pyrenee happening, but while we were running, there was a whole bunch of these Catalonian Spaniards traipsing around in the woods, picking mushrooms and Wait, down like the valley. Wait, you saw them? During yeah. the race, like running, you see these people wandering in the woods. Yeah. And they've got <laughs> these big baskets filled no with way. mushrooms. Yeah. What? That's and a riot. One oh, of the villages funny. sort of down the valley apparently was hosting a little bit of a festival. I don't know if there's like a economy of uh, whatever they call it, mycelium here in the Pyrenees. But I think it's that time of the year in many places around the world where the fungus starts growing. So Oh, that's so funny. Pretty, pretty fun. That surprised you. You're like, am I hallucinating already? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe if you could, what kind of mushrooms are those? Can yeah, you guys exactly. get me some? I can use, use some of some. that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good times. Yeah, it was an awesome race. Awesome race. Where should, where should we even start? I mean, I mean we got to start with the race. Let's just jump into your race and then we can yeah. cover everything else. But I mean, the people need to know, Dylan how it went. So what I did see, I will say, I mean, you're going to obviously set us up and walk us through everything, but I was trying to do research on what happened. I mean, there's 11 hour long live stream and there was English and Spanish. So cool. The reels, if anybody hasn't seen these reels on Instagram, oh my gosh, it gives you like chills up and down your spine watching the countdown. Um, there's a couple, like you can see you a couple times, which is fun. Um, but it just, they did a really good job. The social media coverage was freaking awesome. So really fun for the, the spectators around the world. I have um, to say it's one of the coolest races ever. And it's one of those, it's one of those events that's huge in Spain. Yeah. And I would guess 85% of the participants are Spanish. But it's like a world-class event. And it is absolutely one of those races that belongs on everybody's bucket list or to-do list. I think uh, for obvious reasons, it's a tricky race coming at the end of the year with sort of a longer, hard course. So for a lot of athletes, it's not practical because they're coming off a huge summer and fitting in an extra 100K race is maybe a little bit too much, but for me, like it was kind of the perfect first step. Right. And for a lot of the the athletes in the race, it's a very special event, you know, especially like the Catalonian, um, you know, the people who are from sort of this Northeast corner of Spain, uh, take a lot of pride in the event. And it's funny because Baga, the, the host town, the host city is very small. Like it's one of the smaller towns in the region. So, it's a little bit of a mystery to me as to why they host it mm. there as opposed to the larger cities. Cause they would. I also love that though. I mean, I it's gotta be the pride of their town for the whole year. You know, it's like what the, you know, the community government, the city government's like all in, you know, it's gotta be like that. That's very cool. I love what it happens. is like that. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like there's an endearing nature to it being in this tiny little village and where the start line is, is in just, you know, you can sort of get a feel for it if you watched any of the live stream or the social media coverage, but it's in this, you know, sort of just ancient looking European square. And then you finish kind of right in the middle of the town also. And so it's a fantastic vibe and a beautiful single loop course. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, like I was saying, it, it draws a ton of Spaniards, but not as many international athletes 
I'm trying to think I'll pull up the results here, but you know, obviously like, um, Dimitri, the Russian athlete was second overall, but Miguel was first. Yeah. Spaniard, pal, a Spaniard, Jordi Camito, a Spaniard. Oh, um, that guy, INL who finished, I think fourth or fifth, he's Romanian than myself, but, you know, obviously dominated by the Spaniards, but I think the type of race that over the years could turn into, you know, sort of like a UTMB junior type field with super international, um, competition. I mean, it really, it deserves that it's that good of a race, super, yeah. super high like quality. Spartan. We've got Spartan trail world champion. We've now Stara yeah. announced they've got a world championship. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's getting confusing. Isn't it's it? getting very confusing, but, um, yeah. anyways, it looked really, really fun. So yeah. give us the deep dive. Tell us about your day. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was kind of exactly how I would have guessed that it went like that it was going to go. If I was being completely honest with myself before the fact, of course, you always hold out hope that like, Oh, maybe like this dad strength thing is real. Like maybe there'll be like some completely secret fitness that I'll bank on, or maybe everybody else will explode and I'll be able eternal to take advantage optimist. of it. We all have to be eternal optimists in this yeah. sport. Our ego yeah. has to be there <laughs> or so you wouldn't I, sign up. Yeah. I had that that glimmer in the back of my head, but if you made me put money on, you know, guess my result, I probably would have guessed exactly what I did just based on the objective, you know, circumstances of my life of fatherhood and where training has been and all that stuff. So basically, Katie, you start with a 6,000 foot climb. I'll actually share my screen here so we can walk through it together. Cause I think it'll make it more fun. And for those who watch it, it'll add a little bit more context. Yeah. And so, then we get to see that you're like, look like you're in this, like, <laughs> yeah. How cool is Where this? Where are you way? right now? <laughs> I'm in Girona. I'm in Girona, Spain. Well, let's get to that after this. Okay. Cause this town is really cool and it has me inspired about other stuff. So anyway, so here's my Strava. Uh, so again, yeah, you start with the biggest climb of the day, an absolute monster of a climb. And of course, it's the European atmosphere. So we start at 5.30 a.m. And immediately guys like Pau Capel and Miguel Arras are like, and Jordi Gomito are like on the gas pedal going up the first climb. And of course, I'm trying to maintain my composure and it wasn't long. I mean, maybe halfway up the first climb, it was just sort of like, okay, like I really need to make sure I don't screw everything up here because it's been a while since I raced and, you know, I want to like be up there with those guys. I want to like, you know, at least see where I'm at and, um, run with them for a little bit, but it quickly became clear that like, okay, if you try to do that, this is going to spiral out of control pretty quickly. So I'm proud of myself in that I didn't do that. I, you know, consciously sort of applied the brakes and just reset my mindset to just sort of that's Run called the side. dad maturity versus dad, dad maturity. <laughs> exactly. Dad maturity. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up, uh, just cruising up the top of this first climb and man, like, I wish I could describe it. There's, I think probably some good photos on the internet, but we start at five 30. So as we get up to the top here, you see, it takes about two hours to get to the top. You're over 8,000 feet. Yeah. There was snow. And it looked like there was snow. Yeah, right? there was yeah. snow. Yeah, yeah, there was snow. The where you saw it, it was actually this climb, oh, okay. the second big climb. Um, but yeah, there was a little bit of snow here at the the top of the first high point too. 
but it coincided with sunrise, you know, the sunrise mm-hmm. was about seven 30. And so it was just like one of those goosebumps race moments where you're know you have a huge run ahead of you and like a really long day and you're just getting started, but it's just like, wow, this is absolutely stunning, especially being probably one of, if not the only American in the entire field. I haven't gone to see if there were any other Americans in the field, but there is a, Mar- there's a woman who got fourth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Sweet. But anyways, Thank we'll get to that. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was well behind the lead at this point, probably by at least like five minutes. And so the mindset had totally changed at this point of just like, okay, let's just have a good one. You know, I just want to like have a solid day, not get out over my skis, not get to the point where I did at the grand raid about a year ago where I was like death marching it in. And so, you know, really Dylan, that will forever haunt you. <laughs> I, it, I mean, cause it's really the only time it's ever happened to me. So mm-hmm. I want to avoid it at all costs. And, um, I think for me, the overarching goal was like, okay, yeah, I really want to be an athlete again. And I think there's been some kind of, I don't know, melancholy about the fact that it's been since before hard rock 2021 that I've actually felt like committed, like an athlete, you know? And so over the past, I don't know, maybe eight weeks, I've gotten some decent training in, but Katie, I made, (laughs) I made the really silly mistake of going back and like looking at my training from 20. 16 you can't do that. It's like pre-dad, post-dad. Everything changes. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, late 20s, early 30s training that I was looking at. I was like, man, I used to be an absolute savage. I was so committed. Like, holy smokes, look at these workouts that I was doing. And then, so anyway, I made that mistake before the race. And Give yourself some grace. You just started this. You're, you no, have a six-week-old. Yeah. I know. No, I, I mean, this is the point, though. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm trying to just, like, I'm actually really proud of it. I'm proud of, like, nice. the way that I I didn't, like, go chase Pow and Dimitri up the hill and then explode at 40K and have to walk it in or drop out. You know, it was like, okay, let's just have a good day. Nice. And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, I can walk you through it, but basically. Um, yeah, you go up over the top of the first high point, And then I saw Harmony and, um, this guy, Jan Marguerite Soleil, who crewed for me, who's from the area, really sweet Spaniard, uh, which was great because Harmony got to like drive around and be there and spectate, but not have to deal with actually babysitting me while she had roads strapped to her chest. That's amazing. How did you meet this guy? So I've known him just like through the internet for a little while. He's super sweet. Yeah. Solid young athlete from the area. And, um, yeah, he just hit me up on Instagram and said, Hey, I saw that you're coming. Let me know if you need any help. And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. Thank you for offering. Wow. Trail culture. That's very cool. You know, the other thing, Katie is I am a complete amateur and I packed like this is my first international race ever. And I've packed like just a completely incompetent rookie, you know? So I didn't bring like half of the mandatory kit. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh no. And so Jan had to lend me like the half of the, the things that I needed to carry around the course. I had to buy, you know, another hundred dollars worth of like headlamps and. Oh no. And oh no. And you just like, 
announced that you signed with this other apparel company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, don't man. take any pictures of me. <laughs> no, no, it was all stuff that was in my in my bag. You know? okay. So anyway, okay. Um, That's funny. so anyway, yeah, just like kind of cruising around through the high section here, and ultimately, I uh, I settled in with an old friend of mine. This was like actually also just like a really nice thing, you know, because his name's Victor Meyer and he's a Spaniard, but he lived in the Bay area for a little while while Harmony and oh, I no did. Way. Yeah, oh, that's and this cool. Was like the early days of the San Francisco running company and he and his wife, he's a software engineer and they were living in the Bay area for maybe two years. And, uh, so he, we'd go to the group runs and stuff together. Oh, so you guys, you finished together. We finished together. We ran nearly the whole race together. Like we, we ran, Uh, we were together basically for the first climb. And then he dropped me a little bit on this. There's some hyper technical stuff here in this middle section of the first downhill where he dropped me. And then I caught back up to him. Actually, I guess it was like kind of right here. So we were probably not together for an hour and a half kind of in this section, but then we were together all the way to the finish line. And I love so, that. Aww. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, very so, cool. How special. Yeah. He lives in Barcelona now. And so, yeah, it was just like a, a really nice. Solid catch up. <laughs> yeah. Solid catch up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was like probably three or four hours into our jogging together where we were just like, yeah, man, this is so fun. Like, this is great. And he's like, yeah, man. I mean, if we just like, if I don't blow up, it'd be fun to just kind of like cruise it in together. I was like, I was just about to say the exact same thing. Like, let's just keep working together. Like we both just got to a point where we were like, we just want to enjoy it. You know, just, we don't need to push. We don't need to kill ourselves, but also like, we don't need to lollygag. Let's just kind of run together. And so it was great. Cause I, that's never happened to me before. And it obviously is something that happens in the sport occasionally. Um, and I'm like 70 ultras deep and here I am the first time, like actually doing the thing where you actually jog it in with somebody. And so it was, it was super duper fun. Um, tell us about, um, the views because I want to know if I need to run this race, dude, you should, you should do this race. And actually I was going to bring this up because I think it pairs really well with Western States Mm. because I think, I think it's hard to double with Western States and UTMB, I think it's maybe a little bit easier for Western States and CCC, but for this, obviously you have an extra two months to space out sort of like those bigger efforts. Cause it's a tough hundred K, you know, it doesn't come easy. Although, as you see here on my Strava, the second half is much faster than mm-hmm. the first half, which I always really like, <laughs> I hate it when race directors design courses where it's like, you know, crazy hard at the last like when you're the worst it's like yeah, me when you're super tired they're like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah but it's a it's a good mix between slow and fast you know like there's some technical stuff but it comes early but then like once you get over this high point like this descent is super fast really fun runnable and then you've got this sort of rolling 10k that's fast and runnable this section's like kind of steep but you know, fun downhilling. And then again, once you get over this second to last hump, this downhill super runnable. So again, I just think the courses, um, suit each other and the timing works out well to come and do this race. And like I said, it's like a, it's a real deal race. They have prize money. It's like a big, yeah, a big kind of circus 
environments. And so even though it's not kind of a name brand race in the US, in Europe, it's a big deal. And especially in Spain, it's a really, really, really God, big it deal. It looks like a big deal. I mean, yeah. the amount of spectators out there, I mean, it was a party. It looked like UTMB, like I've had the same energy, at least what it looked like yeah. um, where it was packed. So back to the views though, where you saw the snow that's up at the top of this second climb. And man, it's so beautiful. And you've mm. got like a tough sort of, and it was very snowy, the, the last thousand feet up to the summit here. But then you come up onto this high sort of mountainous plateau, it's sort of above tree line. And so you have maybe two miles up along the plateau and what's typically, I think, kind of like a grassy meadow, but for us was just this white tundra. And then bizarrely, you drop off the other side, which is, I guess, yeah, to the south side, which makes sense because it gets a lot more sun. And then immediately it's just like this pristine, beautiful, like green grass and fast dirt road and single track all the way down mm. to this town of Gasol. And what I heard is that Killian actually kind of grew up in this area. Oh, interesting. And so, has he yeah. won this race? Yes, he has okay. a couple of times, you know, yeah. including last year. He has the course record. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. So, you know, that was, that was me, man. I just kind of cruised it, had a solid day, but I think more than anything, it was just like super fun. I was just happy to be out there and put together a solid, whatever it was, 11 and a half hour day, which was, it felt faster than that. If you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like a super long, hard 11 hour day. It felt like, Oh, that was like awesome. Finished feeling like I had more to give, but also like I had done enough for the day and that it's uh, an effort that I can build on top of. So it was, and now you get to go party at a wedding and enjoy and vacation and really like enjoy the, the, the celebration. I feel like yeah. after a race doesn't happen as much as we, it's like on to the next. Right. Yeah. Um, so now you get to have some fun. How cool. Yeah. It was um, great. The men's race was really tight though. I mean, t the top 10 were all 50 minutes from first, which yeah. was amazing. It wasn't that tight for the women's race. I was a fun men's field. Right. So, so even when you say you had more left in the tank, it was like, it was tight. You know, who was the person behind you? Let's see you. Yeah. So there was two guys yeah. right behind us. Yeah. The ninth and 10th guys finished within two minutes behind us. And there was one guy that was, I think five minutes ahead of us. So, yeah. but that, that was one of the things that I was going to say early in the race when I adjusted my mindset to be like, okay, let's just have a solid one. Like, let's just enjoy this. Like, don't get caught up in the fact that these guys are dropping you already, you know, like just enjoy this, come put together a solid hundred K. But I was in the back of my head, I was always thinking like a few of these guys are going to blow up, you know, at least one or two of these guys are going to blow up. Nobody, they cracked, didn't. nobody <laughs> no, dropped, but that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause, Cause typically that happens. And so, I mean, it kept me honest the whole way too, of just like, you know, like keep pushing somebody ahead of you might, might blow up. We actually did catch a guy named, um, Sergio. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Pasquit he finished. Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, Dora. no, no different guys. Uh, let me see. Is it, it was, uh, Perea was his last name. Sergio. Oh, I see. Another Sergio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Argentinian guy. Yeah. Sergio Gustavo Perea. We caught him with like 2k to go and, uh, Argentinian guy. So, you know, ultimately it paid off in that we 
kept the pace on us and we were just sort of like, we weren't lollygagging, but we weren't totally on the gas pedal, but we knew there was a couple guys right behind us too. So it was just like, you know, an honest effort the whole way, which was really great. And, um, yeah, also awesome to see all the other guys get the best out of each other. Like Miguel Haras, we'll get to him in a sec, but Miguel, Dimitri and Pau finished within like a couple minutes of each other yeah, on the podium. Five minutes. Yeah. And second Sick. and third was only a minute. Yeah. Yeah. A minute six, change. Six, six. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, no attrition, which was great. Should we talk about? Yeah. So you want to just go through the results. So Miguel Haras, Spaniard, finished in 1038. Do you want to talk a little about him? I don't know him too well. Do you, do you know much about him? I know. Okay. I mean, I did some Googling, but tell me, tell me, Dylan. Dude, he's a ledge, an absolute ledge. So he won, he's 47 years old. What? First of all. So backing up a step. So Miguel Haras and Nuri Picas both winning this race is so cool for a person like me who's been around the sport for as long as I have, because there were two legends like of my generation. Nuri is, I think, 46. Miguel's 47. So mid to late 40s, still absolutely crushing it. But neither of them have had like a meaningful result in five years. Like Nuria won UTMB in 2017 and then got second at Ultra Pyrenees in 2017. And she hasn't been the same since, but she had, let me she was having children. Up. She had two boys. That was before. That was okay. before. Okay. But like, if you look back at her results, okay, I'm going back in time here for you, Katie, because this will blow your mind. Okay. So Nuria Picas circa 2014, 2015, nobody in the world was better than her. Okay. Wow. So let me just go through her results. This is 2014 for Nuria Picas. She won Trans Grand Canaria, won Ultra Trail Mount Fuji, won the North Face 100 in Australia, won an 87K race in Spain, won another 18-hour race in Spain. Wait, this is all in 2014? Won another 15-hour race in Spain. Then she got second at UTMB in 2014 behind Rory Bozio. Okay. Then she won Ultra Pyrenees and then she won Templier. That's all in 2014. Oh Jesus. So wow. Like 10 insane results just that year. Then the next year she was third at Tarawera, won Trans Grand Canaria. And then, yeah, uh, got third at Ultra Pyrenees and then won the Grand Raid in 2015. And then 2016, it seemed like she probably dealt with a little bit of issues, only raced twice. 2017, she came back and won UTMB, but then she pretty much hasn't done anything since 2017. But she's like a ledge and she lives just down the valley from the host town. So pretty remarkable, like an absolute I mean, watching her icon. finish, I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, she took her time. She was yeah. like, she got the course record. Um, yeah. she, I guess last year was another course record and she beat that. Um, so she, her actually, and second place, Claudio Trent also yeah. got under the course record from the previous year, but she, Nuria Picas just strolling down that shoot of people and just yeah. loving the crowd, soaking it up. I mean, it gave me chills and I was like, I've never finished ever been able to celebrate a finish. I'm like, 
barely getting to the end, exhausted, like, you know, and just watching her with so much pride and gratitude. And it definitely, it was a cool moment to watch for sure. What a cool, it was her fifth time running the race, um, but I didn't know that history. So, wow. No, maybe not all five victories, but I think she's like just an amazing athlete and so cool kept saying, she's back and she's back you know that sort of yeah. thing over and over is cool yeah. but i mean again i mean it'd be cool to just see nuria win to see nuria and miguel harass win on the same day both of whom are absolute legends and kind of like you know local heroes it was a very cool atmosphere and both in their mid to late forties too. I mean, for Miguel Haras to go toe to toe with Dimitri Mitiev, who's like 29 or 30 in the peak of his prime. Right. It's right. like so cool. And I raced Miguel at, um, Le Templier in 2016. That's like the last time I saw his name on a results list. And he won that race. Oh my gosh. And wow. He, He's a two-time winner of the North Face 50 Mile Championship back in, I think, 2010, 2011, maybe. Like, long time ago. Um, so, anyway, he's one of those athletes who's, like, just freakishly talented. He sort of runs in the style of, like, he either wins or he drops out. At least that's how he had been racing Um for much maybe, of his career. Maybe he's got the maturity aspect. <laughs> he's stuck with it. I think he year. just, he just goes yeah. for it. He just That's goes awesome. for it. So anyway, very, very cool story from this year's race. And then, yeah, I mean, Dimitri, this was his sixth time running the race. He's like always there. The dude is one of the most consistent racers in the world this year, or I mean, in the world period. And this year, unfortunately, because of the fact that he's Russian, he wasn't able to compete much. So this, um, race was, I think really important to him and, you know, he nearly pulled off a victory. It was just a couple minutes. Yeah. A couple minutes, five minutes behind. And actually for the women too, it was two Spaniards and a Russian as well, just like the men. Um, so Varvara Shilanova was third as well. So both of them weren't, weren't able to run in the UTMB races, um, because of their background as Russians. Um, so, that's pretty cool for them to be able yeah. to both podium, but they know each other well. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking up Claudia Trems because I think she's got a ton of potential. I mean, I think she's only like 26 years old. She races a lot like. too. Well, yeah. it, but it's like more year, local stuff, not like bigger names, like some of the races you were just talking about in the area in 2014. She's not running all of those, but it does look like she got ninth at UTMB last year. She um, got second at TDS this year. Okay. Okay. So, and third at Trans Grand Canaria. So solid consistency there. And then, like you said, under course record pace. At- Both of them. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So the women's um, field. So I will say fourth place was Emily Schmitz. And do you know her? Are you familiar with her? I She's don't. a Hoka athlete. Um, I looked her up because I was like, oh, another American's here. It looks like she grew up um, in Wisconsin, but then she moved to Bogota. And so she was kind of back and forth, Wisconsin, Bogota, now spends her summers in France. Uh, and it looks like she just ran CCC. She was like maybe 17th, 18th um, female right. at CCC. But so that's a pretty quick turnaround for 200 Ks in a month. Uh, but anyway, so I just hadn't heard her name before. So that was cool to see her. The women's spread was definitely not as close. I mean, the men top 10 was like 
you know, like I said, like 50 minutes, yeah. <laughs> um, but the women, uh, not as close there. Um, yeah. I was like four yeah, and a so, half hours between first and 10th. Exactly. And exactly. So wasn't as yeah, tight I think of a there race, was a, but... a little bit more attrition in the women's race, which is not typical. Typically right. it's the men who, uh, do the exploding out on the course, but, but Claudia and Nuria both went under course record from before. So, I mean, the Great top racing. still raced. Yeah. Hard. And, and I'm not sure if you saw this, but the 42 K both the men and the female winners were Kenyan. Yep. That was interesting. A very interesting to note. thing to continue monitoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see if this theme ends up developing or evolving over the course Mm -hmm. of the next few years. If more African athletes start to get into trail running, I suspect that they probably will. I'm a little bit torn as to if the dominance will also transfer over to trail running in the same way that obviously it has in road and track racing where the East Africans are by far the best in the world. I just think that mountain skills and I don't know, maybe just, that type of environment is different and that maybe it requires a different physiology or whatever, but anyway, very interesting. I mean, every person's different, right? So yeah. <laughs> where there's going to be people that are very good mountain runners. I, I mean, Esther Kabesh, so she won the 42 K she won series and all this year, and she's a two twenty six marathoner, um, from Boston marathon. So, I mean, from Barcelona marathon, excuse me last year, but I think it's interesting because, you know, she's, hasn't like low two twenties, you know, she's like a two twenty six. That's a solid freaking marathon. That is fast. And then she's yeah. able to translate that over. So she's doing the shorter distances and trail. And then Robert, um, I'm going to mess up this last name, Kimoy Motano, uh, excuse me, but he was six that the Mount Blanc marathon this year also. So kind of, I'm interesting. I actually looked up, did you see that on running has a trail running team now? Did you see yep. that? I yep. looked up to see if they were a part of it. No, neither of them are. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but anyway, so, but they, they are sponsored by on, I think. Okay. They weren't listed on the article. So maybe they're recent. Anyway. Yeah. I'm just going back and yeah. Okay. So Miguel Harras, I just wanted to check this just for my own entertainment. Yeah, he won TNF 50 in 2010 and 2012. So that's 10, amazing. I didn't even start ago. running until 2015. I know. It's so <laughs> that's crazy. Incredible. Wow. So, and he was in his mid 30s at that point, And here he is taking home a victory at wow, what a legend. 47 so cool. years old. I mean, How between- cool. Miguel and Nuria to just the local legends and just to dominate. I love yeah. that. How close also, is he to the course record? Do you know? He was 12 minutes off Killian's okay. time from last year. Wow, that's not that I, much. <laughs> I, I suspect, I mean, we had a really nice day to run, but there was some snow in the early, like in the first half of the race that maybe slowed things down a little bit, but definitely a nice day to be racing. Um, so, you know, obviously Killian is Killian, so it's not totally unusual that his time would be. Yeah, I think fair. 12 minutes off Killian's time, that's got to, yeah, it's got to feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, awesome Very race. Cool. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Let's move on and talk about uh, the trails, the trail team stuff. This is freaking uh, awesome. And um, yeah, it seems like we've got a really solid American contingent traveling to Thailand in November. I know, right? Oh, I'm so excited for them. I mean, I'm 
wanting to be a part of it <laughs> so bad. Um, but like when I found out that Leah was on it, like I burst into tears. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Colin, I'm so excited. Um, anyways, it's really fun. And two of my teammates. So that's fun. I have to give a shout out to them for Grayson Murphy and Adam Mary, both made the team as Saucony athletes. So that's really exciting for us. Um, yeah, a couple just to mention. So there's three different races, the vertical mountain running team. Um, it's just 8.5 kilometer uphill race. Okay. So we just saw Lauren Gregory. Uh, we've just talked about her that she's running at the university of Arkansas. I think we mentioned her last rest pod. Um, and then. Cause she, she had a great, I think she was fifth at Flagstaff sky peaks. Wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. I need to look back, but I think she was, hold on. I don't have it memorized. I'm so impressed with you. That's not surprising. Allie Mack, not surprising. Cam Smith, Grayson Murphy, Dan Kurtz. Very cool. Uh, and the 40K trail running team is Michelle Merrills, Christina Mascarenas, Stevie Kremer, Kimber Maddox. She's had a big year. Ashley Brasovin, fun to see her. Max King, um, Jonathan Aziz, Noah Williams. Okay, wait, I need to talk about Max King. How cool is Max King being on the <laughs> trail running team still? Stug, stug. <laughs> cool. Uh, and Noah Williams, Joseph Demore, Zach Miller. Zach Miller. Yes. And yeah. running the 40 K. Okay. Zach, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Su super cool. And I just so want to cool. give a couple, couple shout outs. So the first team that you mentioned, the vertical mountain running team okay. the name Dan Kurtz, I think is an interesting one and a name that we may start to see more of here in the future. I've actually heard from a number of people from new England, which is where Dan is from saying the dude's the real deal. I think he sort of comes from, that sort of collegiate road and track background. Yeah. It says here in the article that he has a 1338 5k PR and a sub four miler <laughs> division. Yeah. Division one, all American. Yeah. Sub four miler. So Dan Kurtz bringing that pedigree to the trail. So he'll, I think be a very interesting addition to a very strong, obviously Joe Gray and Cam Smith duo who are, you know, two of the best, pure uphill athletes in the world. Uh, so yeah, awesome men's contingent there. And then yeah, Lauren Gregory, Allie Mack and Grace Murphy. I can't imagine another, I, I got to admit, I don't follow like the all uphill, the VK stuff as closely as I do the longer stuff, but I have a hard time seeing any other team <laughs> beating, uh, that trio of, uh, what the U S is putting together, assuming Grace and Murphy is, uh, is healthy. I know she's, yeah, she's all, I just was texting with her, like to try and get another team meeting. And she's like after Thailand, right. It's like all in Thailand. So I think she's really, um, focusing on it, which is really exciting to see. Hell yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. And then, um, Zach Miller, it's awesome. Yeah. The 40 K race, you would have expected him to be on the 80 K team, not the, the 40 K team. But... I know. I was like, was that a typo? I was yeah. confused to be honest. I was like, okay, Zach, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Super, super, super cool. Um, and then the 80 K team, why don't you run through that real quick? All right. So the 80 K, like I would have put Jennifer Lichter with the 40 K for instance, but she's running right. the 80 K. Um, and then Brittany Charbonneau, I always say her name wrong, but she's yeah. a name that people should probably know. Um, she won Lake Sonoma this year. She's super fast. Um, Addie Bracey, we all know Caitlin Gerben rocking it. Leah Yingling, David Sinclair, Eric LaPuma, Adam Peterman, Adam Mary, Jeff Colt, 
heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at that team, like going to dominate, feeling pretty good about that ADK team. Um, I feel pretty good about it too. I mean, yeah. it's a, I think a, just an interesting combination of athletes too, a mix of different skill sets, you know, and I think it's a bit of a mystery as to what these courses are going to be like. And maybe this is an interesting thing to talk about because I think Thailand and maybe it's their tourism department is really making a push to host these sporting events. And only a month later is the UTMB Thailand race, which I'm actually planning to go to, to try and punch my ticket. Which is also a golden ticket. It is a golden ticket race. The yeah. hundred miler race, right? And it's like the just UTMB a month major. after. Yeah, it's a month after the world champs in Thailand, which is, I mean, a little bit crazy to me. But <laughs> I feel like it's going to, you know, lessen the feel a little bit. Like if you're anyway, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's a golden ticket race. So I bet people will show up. It's yeah, exciting. but I don't know. I think it's. I mean, it is. I think weird proximity between these two events, but I think. It's, Traditionally, the mountain running championships attract a different athlete than kind of like the, you know, the big hundred mile races. So we'll see what type of field goes to the UTMB race, because this is obviously attracting a lot of American depth to Thailand. So maybe there won't be as many Americans that go over for the UTMB race, but there might be more Europeans or more Asian athletes who go for the UTMB races. But I think just, uh, I don't know, an interesting you know, just kind of thing in the current trail running world that these like tourism boards and these sporting agencies or organizations are making big investments in bringing trail running events to their countries. And obviously, you know, this is not a cheap thing to bring this many American athletes over for three different races. And so it's pretty exciting and I'm excited to see this, this group of, uh, athletes assemble. And I think there's just a lot of different ways that you could see it going. You know, I could see Adam, uh, Peterman winning. I can see Joe Gray winning. I can see, uh, Grayson Murphy winning. Obviously I'm really excited to see Jennifer Lichter. Who's been crushing it this year, racing in sort of this type of an international field. David Sinclair's had one of the best seasons, of any American at this point. And then, like you said, Leah Yingling has just been so strong, so consistent. And then, you know, Caitlin Gerben coming off of a podium at UTMB. It's like, and Allie Mack, it's like Allie Mack could bring home a world championship. Absolutely. And it's also very cool that they have the U20 mountain running team. That excites me just because I love kids and like bringing youth into the sport. It's like the next generation, you know? So a lot of these kids, these are all track kids, right? But, um, they're fast. They're so fast. (laughs) So it's just fun. I love that. Uh, that's a part of the culture now is to have the mountain team, um, for them as well. So yeah, I tell you what, that is a thing over here in Europe too. Like there were a bunch of kids out on the course, like running with us and, pushing it up the climbs. And then in the half marathon race, I'd have to go back and look at the results, but it seemed to me and in the vertical race that a lot of those athletes are people in their late teens, early twenties. And that this next wave of athletes, that's going to come into trail running is just going to be ridiculous. Well, and you wonder, at least on the U S side, right? Like how is the American trail running association marketing this, right? Like, how are we bringing these youth into the sport in this way? Like, 
Do you know what I mean? Is it word of mouth? Is it, you know, it's just interesting to me because I feel like at that age, I mean, I have several friends that are coaches of collegiate you know, track and field and nobody's talking about trail except my friends going, trying to push it. Right. But it's just interesting to me because, you know, who's, who's signing up for this, who's putting in their application, who's identifying the pool here. Yeah. Yeah. Who's identifying these kids. Yeah. Anyway, super, super interesting. Very cool. So that's exciting. So good luck to all the American runners. We will be closely watching. So that's going down in November. So we will have a follow-up on that for sure. Um, all right. What else is happening? I was just thinking maybe do we want to do a little bit of free trail specific? Oh yeah. That deaf, deaf. Um, Cause there was a, another like just solid weekend of racing for the free trail crew. Yeah. And really fun recaps. Like Naomi's recap was awesome. She even posted some videos. <laughs> like girl's taking videos during her race. <laughs> I love it. I was, I okay. was just, I was just catching up on Slack and went through Naomi's whole post and, and commented on it. Best post in Slack so far. <laughs> like it was like a great so race good. report with videos and it, totally drove home the point of that. It was like a pure suffer fest. And then the last sentence was like, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Yeah, she goes, like had it. the time of my life. It was like time freezing life, yeah. cold. I can't move my hands. I'm throwing up. Had the time of my life. Fifth female. It was yeah. awesome. So, <laughs> was so, so great. I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. she ran Crested Butte Ultra and I'm just really pumped for you, Naomi. Good job, Naomi. Um, and then Connor, McMonagle rocked the Orca's Island 50k. It looks like that was a last minute entrance. Um, he so also posted a ton of cool photos from that race too. Man, it made me want to run that. It looks gorgeous. It's Holy such moly. a cool place. Well, it's usually yeah. in January, and I actually wanted to run the race. I think that there's the 50 miler too. Anyways, I wanted to run it at one point in my career. And coach told me not to, because he's like, everybody breaks their ankle, <laughs> like hurts themselves. Cause it's usually oh. pouring rain and it's like really slippery. And then I'm watching it in summer and they moved it to summer just because of who knows why. I don't know why, but they moved it to summer for just this year. And I'm like, Oh, that would have been a perfect time to run it. So I'm stoked that Connor got to jump in on that. Yeah. It looked beautiful. It's like a perfect um, day. And we had Arvo rip a half marathon in, in Michigan. Seemed like he had a good one out there too. And then our boy, Cody Jett, absolutely smashed his second 50K. Let me remember exactly. Yeah, he, took 40 took minutes 40 off his minutes. previous PR. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're and in, I, you're I'm not going to That's insane. That's so Cody fast, dude. Jett. And Cody, can we, I'm not going to like mention too much, but he wasn't feeling super hot going in. Like he was feeling a little sick. And so being able to crush that, not feeling well, hopefully he got over his sickness and he was feeling yeah. fine, but that obviously he was feeling fine. Yeah. He so good, well. good weekend racing yeah. for the free trail crew. And, and one shout out to, to Ryder Bonham, who, uh, unfortunately dropped out of his hundred mile race. He's had a hip injury. So he dropped out at about 50 K it looks like. So obviously that happens too. And so, you know, we, we celebrate everybody and Ryder had a good effort, good, uh, good try out there too. And hopefully that hip is not a serious thing. You can come back stronger Yeah. in the winter. Yeah. The DNF. Yeah. That's not something that's ever be ashamed of. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we need. Um, and Rosie paced a half marathon. I think that's pretty cool to give her a shout out. She'd never done that before. I think she asked the free trailers for any advice on how to run a minute and a half slower per mile per her usual slow rate <laughs> pace. She's like, how do I do this? So anyways, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, how that went with Rosie. So 
Anyways, yeah. very cool. We'll talk more about that on office hours. Do you want to say anything about the first uh, free trail? Yeah. Call? So Tell we had our it. first free trail fem office hours. So now we have two office hours. We're going to build office hours into the free trail calendar. Um, but let's just say the first one ever was a huge success. Super fun. I mean, we just basically introduced each other and talked about what we could get out of the group and um, talked about uh, you know, our experience in running and what, you know, our goals are. And anyways, it was really wonderful. And everybody talked and there was probably, gosh, I, you guys are going to laugh at me that I didn't actually look at how many numbers showed up. There were probably 15, oh, yeah, 18 Harvey of us. Was about 15 and it was yeah. like, you know, people from all over. So from all over. I mean, yeah. that's a great, that's a freaking great start. It was um, really fun and we're only going to grow. Yeah, it was really fun. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm like already excited about it. I kind of want it to turn into a weekly, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and then people it, show up if they want to show up. It's hard to remember when it's every other. I feel yeah. like you get into kind of a routine and then if you can't make it, you can't make it. But anyways. I think we'll I think that'll happen in, in due time. Um, well, that makes me super duper happy. And Harmony said that there's like 85 people, I think, in that channel right now too. And we're eventually going to actually do like an analysis of exactly how the distribution is men versus women and the free trail community so that we can hold ourselves accountable and do everything we can to make that as the super powerful thing. So real quick, before we sign off, I want to tell you about where I am. Okay. Wait, I'm can I, can I, can I say two more things really quick? Yes. Go free ahead. trail thing. Sorry. Matthew Holdley has now officially started the sober free trail Slack channel. Very cool. And then Kate Cascuda started the LGBTQ free trailers. So join these groups, something that I've already told Harmony about that they're not tagged in the Slack, like they're not pinned. So basically if you're not searching for that channel, then you wouldn't know about it. So any new or current free trailers, if they want Uh, to be part of these groups, then they would have to like actively have seen that in some sort of chat somewhere. Um, So I know Matthew's always like, if anybody wants to join, let me know, let me know sort of thing. But it would just be nice if you could always see it and you could always be part of it if chosen. So yeah, yeah. Great point. Noted. So, we'll make that. We'll yeah. And, and there's a couple vegan free trailers and BIPOC free trailers. People have come up with other groups. They haven't been official yet, but, um, so anyways, keep ideas coming everybody because we're wanting to, to grow in these interest groups. So just yeah. a plug for that. Awesome. So, Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. So Girona, Spain. Girona. Okay. So we're here for two nights before we start making our way back up to Switzerland for the wedding next weekend. And uh, this city I've wanted to visit for a long time. It's only like an hour and 10 minutes kind of northwest from Barcelona. So it's a little bit inland from the Mediterranean and not quite as far north as the Pyrenees, but it's sort of like kind of rolling, um, you know, sort of like foothills leading up to the Pyrenees, it seems like. And I think the weather is supposed to be very nice here year round. Anyway, the reason I've always wanted to visit is because it's a legendary place in road cycling. Like there's, this is typically where a lot of the professional cyclists make their winter homes or their year round homes and where a lot of like training camps happen. And so I'm actually staying at a place right now called La Comuna, like the commune basically, which is owned by Jan Frodeno, who's a multi-time Ironman world champion, the best triathlete of all time. We're staying at his, it's like a cafe. Did he hook you up? <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. We got hooked up by sort of a friend. I mean, we're, 
it's not like unaffordable. I don't know if we got a special deal, but it's not anything crazy. How fun. 400 bucks for two nights or something like that. Cool. Anyway, it's like, it's so cool because it's cafe meets retail meets apartments. And you're sort of like right on the main kind of commercial area where it's like these old cobblestone streets, but all these cool shops and restaurants and coffee shops, but sporting culture permeates everything. Like everybody rides bikes, there's people running everywhere. So it's got that kind of like vibe to it too. Anyway, How I'm cool. like, I'm meeting up with a local, a guy named uh, Christian Meyer, who also ran Ultra Pyrenees this weekend. I think he's Australian, former professional cyclist, and he owns a couple of cafes in town too. He's about to open a, a running store in town. Sick! So, what a cool yeah. spot. Oh, that's so, definitely on my radar now. Anyway, I think we'll talk more about this on office hours, but you know, Harmony and I have a bit of a change coming up. We're moving. And so, but the, the big thing, I mean, this not is to Girona, everybody, he's not moving to Girona, <laughs> but I bet now thing. you're realizing maybe I should. <laughs> this has yeah. always been my vision is like, I want us to have a physical place, you know, like the, it's sort of like the place that I'm staying now where it's like shop experience, experiential retail, where somebody can come in and have a coffee or a beer, look at a trail map, have an avocado toast, <laughs> go out the door for a shred, come back. And like, there's, you know, people smiling, happy to have a conversation with you. Yes. So, this is just the, the beginning of free trail. Everybody you heard it here first. Listen to rest pot, the next vision <laughs> free trail 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a cafe. Chapter three. That's chapter three. <laughs> That's a big jump from new website yeah. to a cafe. New website to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rad. An apartment. Chapter... So you can stay here too. <laughs> yeah. Bring your tent, maybe. Yeah. Very cool. So anyway. That's awesome. We have a really nice time on the road and the baby Rosie is doing great. We're having an absolute ball traveling as a family. And I know you know the, the feeling, but oh, we didn't talk about it, but dude, I got to carry roads across the finish line. Uh, Tell us that feeling. So sweet. I mean, it was a total surprise. Um, but Harmony was like in the finishing shoot and just like handed him to me. And I was like, well, I guess he's coming with me. So, you know, now it's a tradition forevermore. Rhodes is with you crossing that finish line. It was hilarious because it's like, it was full on Euro atmosphere with like a loud DJ and speakers everywhere <laughs> and, uh, or loud MC, I should say. And Rhodes was just like completely passed out in my arms. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I could care less. <laughs> That's amazing. Final uh, thing, great... Also, we've, we've had a, <clears throat> we've had a theme of taking pictures with the baby, with all the famous ultra runners. So we've got funny pictures of him with Jim pal and, and nuria so oh yes oh that's yeah. awesome you missed miguel <laughs> miss miguel oh darn next time next Rhodes. Time. very cool well this has been fun very fun Always can't wait fun, to catch Katie. up more on office hours yeah that was good times thanks, thanks everybody for tuning in catch you soon bye what'd you think 
pretty fun, right? Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider joining Free Trail Pro. We would love to have you on the team. And we promise that you will get value out of the community and the resources available. Again, to join, visit freetrail.com. Click join Free Trail Pro from the homepage, top right corner, where you will walk through a very simple signup process. Again, there's a 30-day free trial, so absolutely no risk and no obligation. If you do join, come stay high come say what's top in the Slack channel where hundreds of people will be very excited to meet you. That's it for now. Be back to your regularly scheduled program very soon. Love you all very much. Talk soon. Bye-bye.